Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Don't tell, don't tell Daniel I got beer all over his chair. Welcome to episode 104 of Comedy Guy with Louis Zezeran. It's the few days before midsummer. You know what it's like in Estonia right now. We're hot as fuck, baby. Uh, where I'm, if you're not watching the video, I'm here in my Australian wife beater in my shorts, and I am joined by Mr. Martin Yunna. How you doing, Martin? Uh, good. Sweating uh, all the time. Reminds me the time when I was in Chicago, but less room have <laughs> air conditioning. That's cool that you told me that story um, about that, because now anytime any of the Rutukuma guys mention Chicago, I've noticed you guys love dropping it in conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention we were in Chicago a little while ago? And I'm like, yeah, that's the one international thing. That's <laughs> 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 no, great. Uh, so we're here today just to have a relaxed chat to catch up. It's been a few weeks uh, since Martin and I have just talked where we're at. So current situation, shows are on. Technically still 50% attendance at venues, mm-hmm. um, but that only seems to count for official things. If it's unofficial, show up on the night. I'm not seeing much 50%. You seeing much 50% going on anywhere? No, no. Nothing. Every every um, every everyone is uh, by the book. Mm. Yeah, do you remember what country you live in again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we're opening up uh, comedy tonight. We're doing some shows. We've got stuff going on. Plenty of mics. Uh, a few of Ari shows. A few of uh, Art of those shows. Um, but also this week and even last week. I mean, it's so hot and it's all about midsummer. So we have a little break mm. right now. Um, how have you been? How have you been? Uh, well, I'm uh, busy. Uh, every every year I'm like thinking, ah, summer, I'm going to have so much free time. But every summer, uh, we're going to do a lot of reforms or updates to our system in uh, mm. uh So this summer is no exception. Okay, so it's a summer cleaning tradition that you've got yeah. to check what you do and to make some... So tell us about what you do. So for, uh, for example, one thing, uh, how we track our financial things uh, and our projects so we've like it's not the most optimal way so now we are uh, thinking and uh, planning uh, how we could do it different this next season okay Um, all right well we're getting into accounting really hitting (laughs) those hot comedy guy topics right now but fuck it we'll get into it we'll get so um where to start? Is there some way without we're going too deep into the Estonian tax code that you can give us an, like what yeah. you need to optimize here? What's the issue? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to tell how we've been doing it and how we want to do it the next uh, season. We'll have to, of course, talk with the accountant. Uh, maybe this won't happen. But <laughs> So for now, we've done it like this. So we have a, let's say we have an event. So we have a... An organizer who organizes the events, he, he makes a, a tab to the Google spreadsheet and like, oh, this, uh, th- these are the profits, these are uh, the costs, so everything that happens, uh, he'll like type, type in okay. them. So one show is one sheet on a Google spreadsheet? No, one project and the project can have many... Mm-hmm. Uh, many, for example, if we take uh, 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 like open mics, 
like open mic will have one sheet and every open mic will have it sure, sure. there but uh there what is a problem <laughs> and the problem is that that uh, the thing that accountant is doing is kind of the same thing but uh the accountant version is the official version mm. so we are also doing it and like well you might miss you yeah you missed you didn't write something in or like like these uh, pr- problems occur so how we've solved it is like every like three months or so we're gonna have a, a we are gonna do the checkup so it usually takes like three or five hours which is uh, excruciating so you just check that if everything is uh, marked uh, and I don't want to spend five hours <laughs> mm. doing that. So now what we're thinking of doing is, since the accountant is doing it either way, why don't we just let the accountant do that and once per month uh, he'll send or she, uh, whoever does that in that firm, sends, it'll be probably she, she'll send uh, uh, the um, what it's called the report report yeah like this event this cost this event that cost and then we'll put that in the file so we'll have a very good overview uh by with the project so yeah this is one thing that we are you know, kind of doing a reform then all right let's uh actually let's let's stop and talk about that because i got i got thoughts all right about how this goes so what to back up, what we're doing here is that every event or ideally every show has a uh, profit, has a has incomes, which could be ticket sales, uh, well, mostly ticket sales, uh, either pre-sales or at the door. Uh, let's just say it's mostly ticket sales. And then there are expenses for a mm-hmm. show. Rent, petrol, backstage rider, uh, you know, hookers for Daniel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> something like this, right? So there's all those things that go rent, stage props, uh, marketing, you have to do mm-hmm. some Facebook ads or whatever that might be, print some posters out. There's And so then at the end of the show, you collate your incomes and then your expenses and you work out a profit. All right, we got this bit, I understand. Um, but the difficult part is that you need to, if you spend it, you got to write it on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. So you've got to put it somewhere. And that can often get lost if you don't have sort of a slick operation. And it can be, right? It takes procedure mm. to make sure that each receipt is accounted for. Yeah. In theory, it it's already seems so simple. But in practice, like somebody gives you money a day after or like all this crazy shit is happening that you don't think about it. Mm. And then like, ah, it's messing up that simple system sure so then so that's what you keep on your spreadsheet and you're like well i just paid the rent invoice for 100 euros let's say so i write rent 100 into a spreadsheet yeah now the difficulty can be that there are uh expenses that you forget to write into your version Mm -hmm. but if you've spent it the accountant sees it because what the accountant does is go over your uh your bank statement Mm -hmm. and say what was this (laughs) <laughs> What's that? That give me a and you've got to have an invoice for each of those, yeah. and it's a fucking problem if you don't have yeah. an invoice. Or a check. Or so yeah. then, the accountant is matching everything up, mm-hmm. uh, and then the accountant says, "Well, here's all. I here's the expenses I see from your account. Here's the profits I can also see. 
uh, and here's what I think. And then you've got your own version of the spreadsheet. And you're like, oh, I forgot that Remy uh, receipt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot that off our yeah. And when you look at that, like three months uh, yeah. back, like, what did we buy from Remy? Does anyone knows, remember? Remember knows. Does anyone have that invoice? So we've got to have some procedure for yeah. getting all those little bits of paper and taking them away from comedians or organizers who are very have a million things on their minds. So we can't let them just. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking weird, but this is the accounting side of showbiz, right? Like you've got to keep track of all yeah. this. And it's so they can get out of whack what you think is the reality because you've missed some invoices mm-hmm. or you haven't done a sum correctly is different to the real reality that the accountant yeah. is So yeah, at. like in Google Spreadsheet, you'll have this amount of money and then you look at your bank account, you're like, well, those aren't the same numbers. Are you doing this with project codes to separate expenses with the accountant? Uh, not yet. I, th- I don't know. Okay, so what we do, first thing we have is we have project codes. So for like the invoice, yeah, that yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah, decided. So yeah. Ari's tour has its own project code, and every expense gets put into the accounting system for Ari's tour under that code, and then you can pull up a report. We haven't done it, but we are probably will do it in the next season. Yes. Right. So. I look. I had to have an accountant friend of mine sit me down, and I was like, "What do I do with this mess?" And he was like, "Do this. Yeah. What project codes?" And it seemed like the simplest thing, but it had the profoundest change because mm. then that's how. You can make a project code for anything. It can be yeah. one just for one show or it can be one for a tour, depending on the level of report that yeah. you need. Yeah, yeah. So you got to keep that in track. Um, okay, however, we don't want to talk too much uh, of the black market economy, but <laughs> you may have income coming in as cash. Yeah. So you is that recorded on the accountant side as well? Uh, not yet. Sure, that's fine. I guess, but but we like we're not. um, We it is recorded in our spreadsheet. Yes, Uh, but like the reality is, well, we're not. We're not like paying salary from it for it, but what we are sometimes doing is like I'm gonna buy this candy for this workshop. I'll buy it from the cash because then I don't have to have the receipt put it in, send okay. it to 200 activities just so I can buy a two euro candy. <laughs> um, right, but let's go back to your your spreadsheet that shows your report mm-hmm. of a show, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't the difficulty that if you're looking only at the accountant's view, which is a real thing you need to look at, but that isn't necessarily sometimes also reflecting if you got cash at the door mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll definitely uh, uh, we'll keep track of the uh, cash paid, mm. and since like the idea is that the report will come from the uh, accountant, we'll add those numbers into the project, and we also have the cash. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. Okay. So, geez, sorry, I'm moving our whole mic situation here. What we might do there is about five of us all have company cards. So we have the company account. Mm-hmm. And was that someone coming in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you fucking. I didn't uh, see his face. <laughs> uh, and five of us have company cards. Mm-hmm. And like kind of the proviso is you can buy anything you want. Like they're all, they're all employees or Santa's got one. They're all reason. Like if you need to get it, go get it, right? Just keep the invoice and mm-hmm. we'll work it out later. 
So very strongly that whoever you buy with a company card, then someone's got to have that invoice. If you don't, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, and then after that makes it a little bit easier to track. We've still got invoices or the, you've got to get all those receipts yeah. and everything. Yeah, we also have many bank cards, but I think for the next season, we're going to have only one or two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just because we've had cases where we don't have that invoice. <laughs> sure, so check. you got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, done. I've done like I give I give Sandra a little envelope that he's supposed to stick in the glove box of his car, and every time he gets an invoice, just put it in there, bro, and I'll come and take him out. Later. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think we'll go with you'll pay with your money and keep the invoice, and we'll refund it. Oh, okay. I assume you're going there. So these are all the things, right? How to how to handle all these little small amounts of money? How to make it efficient enough that mm-hmm. you're motivated to actually want to use the system and not go around it with some cash whatever thing yeah. that you're talking about if there seems like there's trying to strike that balance between we need an efficient system that we can work on the go we got to do stuff but there's still formality there's still the need to, to track these mm-hmm. things another thing uh, what we found is you in a bank you can for example you have your company uh, bank account uh-huh. And you can make uh, like a different, uh, what it's called, I don't know. You'll have a different, uh, like a, you can have many accounts in your one big account. Sure, okay. It just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But like we've had like many accounts there. So for example, we we'll, we're making a project. Uh-huh. Uh, we get funding from uh, uh, whoever gives the, out the project money. So we'll make another account for that money. So we'll keep it all there. So we accidentally don't spend it. But what we found out that we should have told that to an accountant also, because he doesn't see that. (laughs) 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 So you got multiple accounts. Is this some requirement of government money? No, 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 no. It was just for us. So it would be indifferent, but it made so much more trouble. <laughs> Look, I, I I get as well the there are some things that you think like oh we're small time this will make a difference and one there's one thing that I notice with other groups and not just you or Comedy Estonia is that um, one sign that you're being a goddamn fucking amateur is if you are not registered for VAT and you think that you're doing this as some sort of tax scam. Mm. This tells me that you are fucking amateur hour and that you don't know what's up. Are you guys registered for VAT? Have I just shadow of your accounting strategy? Uh, I, well, let me... Do you have a VAT number? No, we are not. Uh, you, you, if I like, let me get that straight. <laughs> I, I, you mean that you have to pay twenty uh, percent uh, to add your to add? Sure. So, so if your this, company yeah. is VAT registered, you get a VAT number, mm-hmm. and then you need to put twenty percent on the top, which is like if you go to Remy, you can see it right there, broken yes. down. There's the amount plus that. Uh, it's really up to you uh, whether you say your price to somebody and then you say it includes VAT or not. Yeah, okay. It's very but typical in private show business, you say it without VAT, oh, our fee is 500, and then you know 500 plus VAT, just in case it's unsure. Yeah, all right, then I understood correctly, and I know VAT. Uh, so uh, since we have two businesses, so then neither of them are VAT. 
so we are we have the um, oh what's the like, fear no yeah. no you are you oh but you're just not registered for vat uh, yes yes right so this the OU does the private gigs so it's a super simple accounting okay uh, we like that and the uh, the empty what's that empty yeah, yeah 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 um non-profit yeah non-profit uh, that's also uh, not in vat vta mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and since the profit numbers aren't that big uh, then we're not we don't have to be sure so we found it like i think it's easier for us for this way but there's so much there okay i a few times recently i've had people that either want to work with us or do shows or some partners whether that be venues or tickets or all sorts of stuff and someone wanted to sell something on our comedy estonia web shop and we're like cool yeah we can sell those tickets we've got there we'll help you out no problems and then they said oh no 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 comedy estonia is vat registered so we'd have to charge 20% extra. And we're gonna go with this other guys because this other company doesn't have VAT registered, so there doesn't need to be VAT. And we'll save the 20%. And when someone tells me that, because if you sell on Comedy Estonia webshop, yeah, there's, we're VAT registered. We're gonna have to add the yeah. VAT, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if someone says, oh, I'm not gonna do that because I have to pay 20% extra VAT and I can save 20%, if we do this through a non-VAT registered company, all I'm hearing is this fucking amateur hour <laughs> and you don't know how accounting works. And not like, uh, and even to your situation, Martin, I don't want to say like you guys don't know accounting, but they're, they're sort of when people sort of do, they go, well, if I don't register for VAT, I don't have to charge that 20% extra. I can be 20% less. Or even if the ticket still sells for 10, then I keep that extra 20%. And it sounds like, some great shit <laughs> it's not it is a world of fuckery to not I, I think it's more okay what you're saying is at your level you feel like um you know it, it's a simpler solution and uh it's more straightforward for you yeah i'll also add this that uh, it's not because of what you just explained yeah, yeah. it's not the reason sure. also since we are buying in uh, well, if you're VTA registered, uh, was it VTA or VAT? VAT. VAT. If you're VAT registered, that's not the uh, acronym I use very often in English. So if you're VAT registered, so you can have the VAT back what you bought, right? Correct. So, but we're not buying that many things. So in in that sense, we are like. It, it doesn't like make sense <laughs> to have VAT because uh, this is why I call it amateur. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sure. So the idea of VAT is that if I'm VAT registered, uh, I might uh, take twenty percent of tickets, uh, ten bucks. So there's two euros VAT. But then over here, I've bought something with VAT, mm-hmm. and they get cancelled out. Mm-hmm. And so it's not. If you've got incomings and outgoings from a business, it's actually not so bad to do and not that hard to understand. Um, I I, I think, I understand why you're there and I understand why you're doing it. And I would say it's one of those things, it's like moving into this studio, okay? We're in the other studio, the Mm -hmm. small one over there, you've been to a few times already. And it kind of was a riot, it was a bit tight, but we were like, nah. And then Ari and Mika are like, we need a bigger room. 
And the rest of us are all like, well, I mean, it's a bit tight, but we don't want to pay more money and mm -hmm. that's it. And then I understood like, no, no. And they're like, no, no, this is for the future. We need to do this for the future. We need to get this right. And we're like, uh, I don't know. Like doing VAT properly is like doing something good for the future. Like you won't be able to scale and grow if you stay at that level. It's yeah. like, we're pro, we're gonna do it the correct way even if the numbers don't add up at some stage, right? Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. say, you gotta take that leap yeah. even if it doesn't seem like, oh, it's you know yeah. big enough for you. If I think if the corona wouldn't have hit, mm. we would have had to go VAT. So yeah, I'm, yeah, we definitely will go someday. Uh, I don't know if it will be next season, maybe the season after that. <laughs> So, all right. So we're looking at, yeah, you're dealing with your VAT. Oh, I want to add this mm -hmm. uh, about the tickets. I've never like, maybe I've sometimes I've thought about in this way, how, how you explained with, oh, I don't want to uh, deal with this because uh, I'll take the 20%. But I, when I uh, uh, finance my projects or when, yeah, in, in Rutukima, that's also something we do during the summer. We're going to look, all the pricings mm -hmm. if we need to change it so i need like for example i need 10 euros from that event so i'm gonna add 10 euros and then the v vat will be on top of that so it won't be like ah oh, i can't charge 10 euros now i have to charge eight euros and some cents <laughs> yeah it gets when you're sort of like yeah, just charge more. Yeah. Or when it's you're just, trying to... Yeah, put your price and then the VAT will... Yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, we're very price sensitive and we always have been. So I do... Because in the beginning, the reason I guess I'm so... Like, I'm so opinionated on this is also because I was this stupid one in the beginning as well. <laughs> like, that's the reason why there was Comedy Estonia OU and that was not VAT registered. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, it became clear that we needed to be VAT registered. Mm. Uh, and this is way back in the beginning, you know, eight years ago or something, we needed also. So I was like, but no, 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 this shit's great over here, not being VAT registered. Mm -hmm. So I just incorporated a second company that intended to be VAT registered. And that's where Zezeran Consulting came along mm -hmm. because I just wanted a really generic, name that I, I didn't think that was going to be the primary company I thought we were, I thought I'll have Comedy Estonia not register for VAT and I'll still do not VAT mm -hmm. things over there and save the 20 and then I'll have a Zezerin that'll have the VAT and I'll do that and I thought I have these two and how fucking wrong I was mm -hmm. so wrong to think that I was going to find shave off some tax in the middle somehow by having one unregistered one that's um, that was absolute amateur hour so now I'm like, no, no, just register for the VAD, VAT, do it properly, get a proper accountant to look over your stuff, which you've already got. And that's the reason why now, like if you go to buy a Comedy Estonia ticket from Pilar Televi, it says Zezerin Consulting. My dumbass, stupid name <laughs> is on every single Pilar Televi, thousands of them that we sell, because I thought this was going to be the secondary mm. VAT one. And I think we ended up even shutting down Comedy Estonia oh, in the end. Like we didn't need it. It was doing, sat there doing nothing for years. Mm. All right. That's very interesting. Wait, but uh, how come, yeah. Why is VAT then so much better? Like Because you have that ability to get the VAT back from the purchases oh, right. you make as well. So we have the ticket sales where we're 
where we are taking VAT from people. It's a 10 euro ticket. We keep two mm-hmm. and every month the government wants me to give their money. But any expenses we have, we don't have to um, count the VAT as such. We've got mm-hmm. enough VAT credits mm-hmm. that if we have an expense, it's the non-VAT part of that that we put on All the right. thing. I thought maybe there's more. <laughs> it's sort of like, and once you get going, it's like that's the way the system's supposed to work. Yeah. Actually, the not VAT actually feels like fighting against the system mm. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to find some loopholes yeah. and some ways to move it around to save that 20%. Yeah. And you find that as soon as you get to any amount of money that's reasonable to make that mm-hmm. 20% like, yeah, I saved enough. You're like, like, let's say it's a thousand bucks, right? So then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I saved my 200, I've done great. But by the time you start like doing thousands at a time, you start going like, I should be legitimate. Yeah. I should start <laughs> fucking around with this, you know, and kind of two things. So, okay. And you've got a good accountant? Yes. Okay. This is nice. This is yeah. what you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, at first we did our own accounting. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good advice here. <laughs> from Martin, yeah. don't do your own accounting. Yeah. Have a good accountant, yeah. even though it costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, I feel it too. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a good account. We can ask questions. She'll help with all kinds of stuff, even I don't know, contractual things. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. when someone's an employee, not an employee, she handles all of that. Mm-hmm. Sick days, leaves, VATs, dividends, payouts, everything. It's great. Yeah. And also, I guess the, the advice here is that um, use... I, I think try to find someone who's not part of a big accounting company. You're a small company and we found it better. We've got an accountant. She probably has an independent contractor. She probably has like five, six, I don't know, who knows, 10 mm-hmm. different companies she looks after. But we get like personal service. She knows everything about the company and it's great. Like we used to have it, like we started years ago with a company and I had an accountant and then they got bought and then they got bought and then ah. they got bought. And then all of a sudden I'm having an accounting meeting on the fucking 10th floor of the Delta Plaza looking over tile. And I'm like, this does not suit <laughs> us. This company has grown too much that now mm. we're not getting personal service anymore. So mm. we got back to a, a, an independent contractor and we're much happier with that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, the con- cons- consultant hours are uh, very, very useful. Okay, you mean they can uh, add? What do you mean? Consulted hours is used. So I, th- I need to check our contract, but it's sh- like I can have a chat with my accountant uh, for for ex- uh, for a more concrete example. For the, our next season, I want to have a, a this new financial way of we, how we're doing it, so I can have a, a con- uh, I can have a chat with our accountant and mm. like. Hey, how you see how we should do it? All right, can we do it this? No, yeah. all right. Then we can like make it like how it's supposed to go and be smooth. Makes sense. Yeah, to have someone who, yeah, right, and not and not like have an accountant that like not every fifteen minutes is on the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You write a question. All of a sudden, that was a twenty euro billable, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that's gonna add up real friggin' yeah. fast." Yeah. Now, certainly, we want to reward people for their work, but some sort of different structure that allows you to ask those smaller ad hoc questions. Maybe they don't get answers straight away. Maybe she takes a day. Mm. Cool. You know, but there's some easier way for that. Yeah. Then it can also be like a contract that every month you have, I don't know, an hour of consulting. Okay. So uh, it's worth it. (laughs) So having that personal. So, okay. Accounting. What are we, 
I'm trying to think. So coming back to what you said with the uh, dynamic between adding up what the accountant does and you know how your own version of it, we typically don't, mer- we only, whatever, double cross check them, I guess. We only cross check with the accountant with our version for a bigger tour. So I think mm-hmm. Ari, Sander, maybe, I guess by the time we do summer tour, that's enough, autumn tour. So a few of the bigger tours, but a comedy night, uh, preview week, I don't think we did that. It's very good thing at the upper end. We often find all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll do it for autumn tour. And then we have our sheet and then the accountant says what they think it is. And it's, it's like 5,000 off. And we're like, all right, we got to dig through mm-hmm. this shit. And it... <coughs> It has helped us find formula errors, has helped us just expenses that we've missed, but only on the bigger things. I think that we take that, that mm-hmm. time for it. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that uh, we are also doing, uh, which, which might disappear, but I'm not planning on dis- uh, vanquishing it uh, next season, but uh, and I, I, well, you can t- uh, tell me how it's in comedy Estonia, but I don't think you're doing this thing. That, for example, if you're in, uh, if you're doing a workshop uh, for Rutukim, you're the instructor. You are getting paid for that. Mm-hmm. Right now, you you'll have an option because not everyone can be an instructor. So you go through the system. We'll have like a, a small uh, group of people who can be an instructor. So, so you'll get paid for that. But you have an option. We can pay it for your salary, mm-hmm. or we can leave it on the account. So. Mm-hmm. For example, you earn, I don't know, 300 euros. You can have it for a salary. It will be some around 150. Or you can all have it in your account. But, and you can use it to, if you're taking a workshop, you can use that money. Or you're doing a rehearsal, you pay for the rent. And this way you'll have like 150 extra euros uh, to for your expenses that you are producing inside of Rutukuma. Yes. Yep. Uh, we do exactly the same thing. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Uh, so each of our comedians, anyone who's basically earned money, has their own list. Mm. Some are more complex things for the uh, more professional comedians, and others are just a simple list down a page: expense, income. Mm. You know, we earned fifty for this, but um, spent for that yeah, plus yeah, minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So some are like that, and it's a great solution. Uh, because for a number of reasons, it's a great solution. Uh, one is that comedians often want to yeah, leave their money. I mean, they get to save more of it if they don't cash out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do as well is another way that you can spend your money is you need something, we'll buy it with the company account. Mm-hmm. So you need something. And going back to our VAT thing, so if it costs yeah. 500, let's say, I'll only go minus 400 off your account because we don't need to factor in the VAT because mm. that VAT is being offset from the rest of our VAT. Yeah. So there's a little way as well that comedians can scrape out a little bit more if you need to buy a TV, whatever, anything that's a business expense, right? Right. but That's they, a legitimate business expense. Yeah, well, actually that uh, brings up another question. If your comedian buys a laptop, mm-hmm. so and you'll buy it with the company money, mm-hmm. then technically that laptop belongs to the company sure and it has to be uh, like accounted for sure. like this and then the uh, uh, there's a 
for every year it also has depreciation value yeah yeah it goes down you have to keep that in charge sure so the accountant sees an invoice for a laptop mm-hmm. and does what the accountant does no oh. she doesn't need to check in and see the laptop every year she just knows that there was an asset it's got a value and bada boom bada bing doesn't matter if it's sitting in someone's home or sitting in the office mm. it's okay. the same same all right no problem there <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is legit I kind of feel like we are doing legit Like we are paying the taxes when it's paid out of salary We pay dividends I feel like we're just doing proper accounting This isn't like illegal Yeah, I don't think These are yeah. all legal business practices that we're doing But I do have a feeling that If he's buying it for personal use Like it should be bought with a personal money Well then, okay, so what is a laptop? How much is for personal use? How much is not? Mm -hmm. If the government, if the tax authority says we can buy a laptop Mm -hmm. Cool Now if they say, hey, you're going to have to buy a laptop And you've got to send us a selfie web shot every 20 minutes to prove that it's being used Then okay, we would follow those rules Whatever the rules are for for proving those things We will absolutely abide by them Yeah, five hours per day it has to be done if that's stuff. what they want And like we've bought I mean we have So many laptops So many phones mm-hmm. I think Comedy Estonia Is about five Playstations Or something um, But it's all You know If there was a query said We could probably Do something about it And if there are queries raised Then we go like Okay fine Yeah um, yeah. I think the most important part Is that You have an overview Of all the things You've bought With your company Money I would imagine The accountant has that Yeah the, account, the accountant keeps that. So she sees the Euronics yeah. invoice for another set of headphones and is recording that. Mm. I don't know, does something, I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> well, does whatever needs to be done. I don't care, whatever it is. Yeah, hopefully or not. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a good scheme to, um, you know, people don't want to cash out all their money straight away. They'd mm-hmm. typically rather, oh, I'm going to lose 50% if I take it in cash. Sure, maybe I can wait. Because yeah. either way, I'm going to like, in our, in our route to Kimma, maybe you want to go to a festival. You can buy your plane tickets. You can buy for the workshops, for the shows. Like now, this brings us to the things that you can't buy with the company. Oh, uh, okay. First of all, things that you can't buy with company money: food. Yeah, only a certain amount, which is uh, based off. You can only spend a certain amount of money tax-free every month on food, and that mu- amount is based off how many employees mm. you have. It's a certain number. So we will even tip, we'll typically go over that if it's a two a month, that amount. And then we know in our budgets that if we buy food, we need to actually mark that in the budget as like 1.5 times mm. because the food, if we're buying like 40, 50 a night, it's, it's autumn tour, we're pumping, doing shows every night, a big theater show. It could still, I mean, potentially, right? It could be 30, mm-hmm. 40, 50 by the time we buy the wine, little fucking chocolates or whatever, get a little food for everyone backstage. That will over go over the amount that you can get tax-free for food. And in which case you basically get taxed at like 1.5. Like if it's a hundred, then they want 50 extra tax off you or something. I don't know. <laughs> so we then factor that into the budget. Mm. Or something nice. like that. The other things that you typically can't... Well, flights. All right. So it's it, flights should only be for employees of the company. Mm. And if not, then you need to pay 50% tax yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So either you just put a airline invoice to and no one says nothing and no one says nothing about nothing and everything's all right. <laughs> and just don't worry about it. Um, but if it's not an employee, it should be... 
does the employee has to have the um, well there are like two kind of contracts mm-hmm. uh, like the monthly salary one and uh, well actually they both can be monthly salary mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand like yeah there's one I understand what you mean like there's a, like a one time payment one or something yeah. I don't know exactly how it works for that yeah because that has a limited time period or something but I mean basically the idea is you're not supposed to buy plane tickets for anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for anyone, it should be. How can you prove that this is a business expense? The easiest way is that they're an employee. Yeah, that's true. You have to yeah, prove it. Mm. I think that's the big, big, big uh, thing. Or just do it, and you know, get your accountant to just because then the I mean, the accountant's not your police person mm-hmm. either, but they'll be like, hey, this is not, you know, this is. So there's okay. always that give and take in any sort of thing like that. Look, we'll send this one through, but in the future, I think we better. You know, get a bit more legit. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk with your accountant. Use that one-hour consulting. You that's have. right. <laughs> to find out what you can do. To find out, yeah. yeah. So besides that, food. Besides food. Besides airline tickets, even bus and whatever else, ferry. That's all. You know, that's because the. I mean, technically, the travel thing probably should extend to bus and ferry as well. But yeah. bus and ferry are usually very low cost mm-hmm. where you buy some tickets to chicago did you mention you mentioned chicago we, that's chicago <laughs> yeah uh we that, went okay there. we you went, went there, there. Chicago. <laughs> these guys have been one place and that's all they mentioned yeah. um you don't need you to know, go it, another place when you've gone to chicago <laughs> <laughs> then it's only because airline tickets cost so much that yeah. they will typically be singled out more than mm. like a buster tattoo or something yeah you know yeah yeah, the p- tickets are like 600 to 800 euros when we went there. Right, so that's going to gonna start attracting attention <laughs> for those in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, accounting. So you got, I mean, this is it, right? This is the, this is what it takes yeah. to run the business. This is the, uh, you know, the ugly, unpretty, yeah. boring yeah. side of it. Yeah, this is not what you think when you're like, I'm going to do some comedy. Wait, <laughs> let's think about accounting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna have that system it's got to be practical enough uh yeah. it's got to be you know still legal mm. uh trying to balance everything off it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. okay Whew. i need um wait i'm just gonna jump in another room and get another beer wait wait, wait. all right this, this is one minute me without lewis just watch me sit here. Stealing the beers from Ari and Because they're not here to defend their beers. Is the beer bought with company money? Uh, no, I believe uh, Pit- Pitla. Pitla. Pit- Pitla? Hitler beer. Pitla. They provided them. Oh. Pitla, so. Did you like, they just sent you or you asked? Uh, Can it be ours? No, I think, well, they were sent to Ari Mikhail from Tusisoyed and they get all kinds of shit. Because, oh, you know, they're famous. They're popular. Right. Uh, so they, and then things that are left here. Even this table. Um, if you're seeing on the video, we've got this table here, which uh, a, a listener sent to Daniel and Roger from Pecos Yankud. They saw this other bullshit, this other, this bullshit table that we've got over there. And the listener was just like, hey, can I make you a table? <laughs> Dan was like Daniel fucking Daniel was like gave him a pair of sunglasses in return I was like oh Dan so I wrote to the guy and said thank you very much so the table's been designed round it can take multiple microphones and then it's got these little cutouts squares in the middle so more microphones 
can be added. It's a tremendous thing. So there's a lot of great people out there. Mm-hmm. Oi! Oh shit, this beer. Holy oh, shit, oh you see that? How did you open it this way? It's gonna, no, I just, I just <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay, this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, I've seen you open beer two times in my life. Uh-huh. Both are disasters. Well, both of those right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in my Australian Bogan singlet today because it's too hot. Oh, so, okay. You guys have been doing the accounting. That's nice. Um, what are we doing this week? Because we've got shows running. That's oh. the previews from, sorry? Want to hear something funny? Oh, please do. Yeah, we have, uh, wait, is it this week? I don't remember. This week or the next week, we have a show. In a parking lot. Uh, <laughs> your parking lot? Yeah, actually, yeah, we're just doing it outside in front of our, uh, uh, in front of our studio. Mm. It's a uh, kind of nice place uh, to have a show. I think Rauno was telling me about this. I was talking to him the other night. Yeah, yeah. But you, it's in where your studio is in Tondi, there's a car park. It's like enclosed and it's not like on the street and shit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it still sounds funny. Yeah. Doing a show in car parking lot, like. Uh, flash mob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these these outside shows, it's, uh, we definitely, it's, there was that two weeks where everything opened up again mm-hmm. and there was only outside allowed. Yeah. So we were doing outside yeah. and I'm, we were all really fucking sick of outside. Not talking about you, but I'm just, you know, for us, right? So yeah. we did the two weeks solid of outside and it was still pretty cold then. So that wasn't making it very fun. So we're all just sick of being cold and performing outside. Um, but there's a real difference uh there's it really reminded me and highlighted it to me like when you're outside it's it can really lack subtlety it lacks an intimacy it lacks a feeling of testing material and we made a joke about this because two weekends ago we had a, a show we had two shows in Padano. Mm-hmm. one was inside at the old at volk which is the old alibi which is the old vida next <clears throat> to the bus station it's great. It's like the third name we've performed in this bar. <laughs> Maybe the fourth, I forget. We're like, new owner? Okay, here's how it works. Let us show you around the venue. <laughs> uh, and then around the corner, we did a show that was far more well attended at Mona, which is this outside place. There's pizza, excellent pizza. But it ends up like a festival, like people all on the street, just yeah. the whole fucking area. We once had a thing a couple of years ago in Teleskivi where we put up the thing. Yeah. I don't remember I, that one. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Similar vibes, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll do it just once, but there's nothing open mic about it. Mm. It is a festival show. <laughs> and you, there's no intimacy. There's no possible chance to test and try. It's just like you need to blast away with something that you're pretty sure is gonna work if you're in this large outdoor area. Now, again, your inside area, very different, but reflecting for yeah, us. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, also in like improv, like I'm I'm you know, personally not a fan of doing outside shows uh, for a number of reasons. Also the same reasons you already told that like people are walking past and there is also the noise level, uh, the cars, birds, everything like are louder than our performers <laughs> without microphones. Oh yeah, without microphones. <laughs> oh my God. You need to yell uh, to be heard. But also like comedy side, like comedy works best if 
it's a tight crowd sitting next to each other in Absolutely. a in a, a room that's filled with people. Uh, yeah, outside like doesn't have this. It's harder to do, even yeah. if you could. Maybe there can be courtyards where things are. Mm-hmm. There can be some really interesting spaces. We've got the Horv in Harpsalu, uh, which is on a corner. So, But even then, it's on a little corner. And there's a street there, but then there are houses. So it's still sort of enclosed. Mm-hmm. So it's outdoor, but not there. Uh, the che- uh, what about William the Cheers? I don't know if it's called Cheers anymore. Oh, Cheers. So first of all, with Cheers, I don't... Th- Think it's I'm not sure if it's still called Cheers. So yeah, Cheers in Villiandi. If you had never been or known what's up, I mean, I want to say five years ago or more. I can't remember. Valta in in Villiandi made this venue Cheers, and all credit to Valta uh, Valta Vaha. He's amazing guy. He's great for the community. There's so much there in Villiandi, and he made a cool club. But it was cooler than Villiandi ever deserved. <laughs> Cheers was better than Villiard. <laughs> and it was far too hip. It was far too, you know, interna- like not honestly international is not quite it, but it was far too hip for Villiardi. And it got some people coming, but it never picked up. Mm. And I know eventually after, we were there for a whole bunch of times in like four different rooms. We, the front room, the back room, the outside, some weird thing out the back. We tried everything in that space. Good, good place. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I think Volta understood that this wasn't going to pop in its mm-hmm. current concept. Um, and then I, I think he sold it. And this is the last I know. I don't want to say this mm-hmm. is the, to the truth. But the last I sold it to this bloke who, like, he runs, like, fucking Club Comeback in Otepa. I don't know if he owns these places, but he owns other rural countryside clubs. Yeah. And you start saying the sort of types of names like Club Comeback or maybe Club uh, Tato in, you know, these country, like when you go and you're just like not, like there was going to put a burger thing out the back and there's going to be less, you know, new techno and more Koitoma <laughs> and more Smilers being played and making yeah. it more retro, retro <laughs> mainstream. And I, I don't know how that's doing, but I know that sort of he bought it looking to make it less, mm. basically less hip and mm. more salt of the earth. And for sure, like talking about business, show business being hard, I, I don't know the results, but I'm pretty sure it would have done better. Huh. And not because Volta was doing, Volta was doing a fantastic job, right? But ahead of his time, mm. you might say. And even we see that even now in Pardino, uh, going back to the venue I was talking, the what is now Volk next mm-hmm. to the train station. Originally it was Vire. Uh, and that was, I don't know if it was something before video. I don't remember. That was like craft beer. Like back when the craft beer revolution was hot, they mm. were going to bring it to Padano. It was a craft beer bar, you know, meant to be something like Pudel in Thailand mm-hmm. and something like that. Wasn't really, couldn't really get there. Also, Padano never works in winter. It's tough to get through winter, tough to get through. So then it became Alibi, which was less craft beer, more rock, more a little bit like that but still a little crafty mm-hmm. like a little bit and again well they didn't survive pandemic unfortunately mm-hmm. so it's not really down to them um and now there's a place in there called volk and look god bless the guy but he serves premium on tap and that's all you need to know <laughs> about doing business in the countryside is that after all these years it's premium on tap and it'll probably work right on like it'll probably be 
you know, uh, what is premium so, on tap? Premium, alicoc premium. So oh, all right. Pardon me, I yeah, say I, accent. All right, I thought premium. like you when you said tap. It's like tap water. Oh, tap water. Premium yeah. tap water. <laughs> yeah. They like, what? <laughs> so kind of that, that's been my observation that there will be these outliers, these forethinkers, these big thinkers who want to set something up in the countryside. And I, we're trying to support and salute them. But mm-hmm. I can also see the reality that after a while, it's like, we just sell a la coque now. It's yeah. okay. It's better you, for money. Yeah. That's what you like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I listened to a, a, an art podcast where they talked about you gotta like in an artist pers- uh, perspective, but I feel it also suits here that you gotta give something new, which kind of is the s- same. <laughs> something old. Yeah, something old with a little bit of something new because it, because it's all new. It's too scary, mm. too frightening to uh, take it. But we've yeah. even seen a. Uh, I'm trying to think to like classic venues that we've been at a lot over the years. And I'm even thinking of uh, Pubi Yudas in Torva. Mm. So Torva, way down, mm-hmm. next to Village Helmer, you work it out, okay? <laughs> Said enough about the area. And when we started to do that place, I mean, it's it's a cool, very, uh, again, a project of a labor of love by the, the guys there just trying to make a cool place in fucking Torva for people to come to and mm-hmm. you know some it's still alicoc but something good right some mm-hmm. reasonable place and when we started to do shows there like five years ago it was like the scene it was wild it was like the scene in the blues brothers where they roll up to the bar and there's the chicken wire in front of the stage because <laughs> the fucking bikers are throwing the bottles that was totally five years ago a fight broke out in the middle of ardo's set what ardo of all people <laughs> uh and now when we go it's delightful Hmm. nice people there they sit down they watch they have a beer like how the demographic changes or how different people are coming to our stand-up or something but we used to all be like all right like we put the war paint on like (laughs) all right we love it we love it we're gonna go do the show with Torva. let's fucking go and now it's very nice polite people you know applauding when we say something funny you don't need to bring the bulletproof glass not anymore anymore. (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so (laughs) things can change things can evolve uh scenes you know it is possible to do these things that's interesting like do you ever uh like i hear you going to those small cities doing shows uh does the venue approach you or you just say we're looking at a venue in this small town with 10,000 people <laughs> typically at that level that's probably the venue reaching out to us mm-hmm. I mean we're not looking at the map of Estonia <laughs> I go Torva this is the key to our plans <laughs> this is if only there was an alternative pub in Torva we would have it made <laughs> Um, you know, people write to us all the time. Uh, if you're in Tallinn, we probably know about you already. Uh, I mean, we want to see because we're always looking for a new open mic venue. We're always looking for, a new, we're very specific. We've got a lot of really specific requirements. Probably mm. won't fit your venue, but we'll talk to you and, and check it out and explain mm. to you. And Or sometimes it can be good, but we don't have an opening. We don't have, we don't need a new open mic venue right now. Mm-hmm. So we're like, thank mm. you, but we'll come to you. And look, and that could come, and then they leave a little bit disappointed, but it'll be like next week that we're like, oh shit, something happened. Some venue closed. Now we need, like, we're not just fobbing people off when yeah, we're like, yeah, oh, yeah. maybe we need something, you know? <laughs> uh, but in the countryside, it's probably more like venues saying, 
like, hey, we've got this new community center, we've got this new bar, we've got this, and then they, you know, somehow we're alerted to it, and then we check it out, uh, mm. and we leave it as an option. But when you were uh, smaller, mm-hmm. uh, I, well, I understand like sure. doing shows in Tallinn or Tartu, but uh, which was the uh, uh, the next city you went to? How did we? Okay, yeah, I, I see where we're going. I see. It's almost like he's asking questions for real to come in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's tough to break out, mm-hmm. right? It's tough to get out there. Uh, I mean, something like Totova might even happen because I think we even knew had a connection to the owner or something. So this helps, you know, not that you need to be in their club, but just that, you know, more time you can explain or maybe there is more of a... Uh, motivation to do it like hey I know this guy let's just go do a show help him out you know so we don't have a expectation of a lot but um, so okay the question was how do you break out of the cities how do you get into the smaller places good question how do we make so Padana was definitely the first and mm-hmm. we really banged against our head against the wall for ages in Padana still trying to make even the second city work because even the venues are lacking there. See, that's why we're still in Vida Alibi, Volk, years mm. on and 17 venue managers later because we know the place, we know the setup, we know, boom, two lights, this, that, mm-hmm. and we're good. We don't, the rest of it, we don't care about. So even finding a proper venue can be difficult. People keep coming in here. People keep opening our door for some reason. I didn't see anyone oh, okay. approach from the door. Uh. Climbing from the window. Maybe. Ah! So how to attack? I go, pa- pa- so what you, your attack lines would be Parno, Viliandi. If you can find the right space, Rakvara has always been very good to us. Buena Vista Sofa Club has been nice. A little bit outside the center, but that's nice. Um, hmm, where, where else to go for? Because there's, a, there's also... Would we go there and do like a cafe or a bar comedy night, or would we go there and only do the theater show? So, I mean, we've. But then again, when I say I sit back here with our beer and my, my singlet, you know, we've beaten our head against the wall in so many small towns. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about Paide when we performed like on the outside stage. Maybe something about the Armistus, the Opinion Festival, and like we were performing before a clown and the crowd loved the clown way more than us (laughs) and then later on the day we did this other show that only three people turned up to but we were drunk and we just did it anyway and had fun so there's a lot of I mean even on the weekend I mean we did Ardo's show in Hapsalu on the Friday and there's about 30 people there Mm -hmm. the venue didn't quite suit it and it was a hot you know no one was really going to come inside on the hot afternoon and we're really finding that days can be so up and down right now. So not everything is this instant huge sellout. And mm-hmm. there is some idea that you're going to have to go and scope out some, you, you, like you'll find some place that maybe there's a switched on venue manager. He runs a little bar, he knows the place and he's like, I'm going to help you because I'm in the community and he wants Comedy Estonia to come. So that can help rather than, uh, you know, us just renting a room and kind of mm-hmm. doing it on our own. Um, it's yeah it's more so the places where we would do a 
bar, cafe, restaurant show, or even pretty limited. Pardon okay. Rockvada, we still do the theater, but then we might, there's a couple other small places in Rockvada, possibly. Buena Vista, uh, Viliandi, they've got that whole Roman center now, which I haven't been to. Mm. There's the Leno, uh, the Seep, the Plain place as well. Um, it helps. It helps to have someone who's local. Mm-hmm. And this could be a switched on cool hip venue manager who's a young person who's looking after that in that town and, and they know or maybe one of your people come from that town. Mm-hmm. It can be tough if you don't have any local knowledge. Yeah. Which is interesting, even in this small country, we, but we live in Thailand, but we need local knowledge about Rockford. Yeah, it's still yeah. important. Yeah. So what are the challenges you're finding right now then well the same same well, yeah i'm also wondering like why should we <laughs> oh i like it why should we okay that's like because it's like well we have to drive there like <laughs> ah oh, the driving but no but yeah it's extra time and if we don't have anyone there to like like market or put up posters or invite or like i don't think yeah it will go well <laughs> So yeah, we, yeah, we like yeah. Why sh- why should we uh, add a I don't know workshops and shows to that city? Mm. Like yeah, we could yeah, get more. Yeah, I think yeah. Right now we're trying to fill out our Tallinn and Tartu shows and uh, workshops. So uh, we'll figure those out before, and yeah, maybe then reach. But I don't know. Yeah, it's important. Okay, so first of all, it's important to get your Tallinn and Tartu shit in order. Mm-hmm. If if it's almost like if it's been a year and all that, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, time to get that in order. Don't let it take too much. Then the question is why go to some countryside place? For us, it was because we think that we want to take our shit all around the country. Mm. That we don't want to just be a group that only performs in Thailand and Tartu. Mm. We... It's a company vision. Yeah. Even almost a little bit arrogantly in our charming comedy Estonia arrogance that we were like, we're going to go do shit nobody else does. Mm. And I'm thinking of things for us, even like uh, when we did that show, when we had an open mic for like six months or a year in Last Nama. No one's doing events in Last Nama. You can see some guy called Sergei from Russia <laughs> performing at Tondi Raba Hall, right? But there's no, or at least as I'm aware, very few just entertainment, a band, a singer mm-hmm. or something. Nothing's happening there. And it took us a while. We couldn't really find a place. And we found this place called Well Club, some weird Russian disco uh, above the Lana Mera, Keskus there. Mm-hmm. And just thankfully, I think the, the owner was a bit confused by us, but the bar staff, the bar chicks knew who we were and they were like super into it. And they said, no, no, just, just do it. And we kind of made it a Friday thing so people could drive. There's a car park and we're sort of going, we found that most people were driving like we made it a, pl- a location that you could drive and park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, I mean, eventually that place shut down. I, I suspect he may have been laundering money. Who knows? I just made that up. That's not a real accusation. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those places of like, you're just like, how the fuck does this still run? How uh. is this still existing? But we were getting pe- some people, some nights were like 10, but some were like 100. You know, some were like 80. And that was pretty popping. And I was just, remember being extremely proud that we managed to run an event, even if it was for six months in the place that no one else is doing it. Mm. Like we want to be a little bit smug and be like, you know what guys, it's possible. Mm. Just go do it, just just try. But okay, we're doing that from a position and a head position 
we're doing that because we can right now because mm. we put that that work in i'm not proposing that but i also don't think it's as hard as everyone thinks it is mm. Maybe. Yeah. so what's your goals what's your vision where do you want this group what impact do you want this group to have but it's yeah it's tougher in the countryside yeah. Uh, yeah, I think well, one reason why we are in two cities is because our performers live in two cities. Sure, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, makes sense. You've got to get everyone. That's why we don't we don't typically have open mics. We do like a little bit now in Padano just because we want to, but no Rockford open mic, no Villandi mm. open mic because of logistics of travel. Mm-hmm. So that is harder to get everyone there and get everyone back. Um, if it's just open mic, then... So, yeah, to get everyone to Rockford and back is a little bit trickier. Mm-hmm. I agree to Villiandi and back a little bit yeah. trickier. So, I, I do remember driving to random towns and just driving around trying to find poster boards to yeah. put up our posters. <laughs> now there's usually maybe some local person, you speak to the venue, maybe there's a local guy who can go around and do it for you for 30 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you send him the posters, he'll put them up for 30 bucks or something. Uh, um, how to how to market in each individual town? Super hard to mm. know. Yeah. Uh, you've got to almost learn that. And one thing that we do right now, one Merrily and I did this on one of our tours. I want to say it was probably four years ago on stand up on scene. And this sounds really obvious, but what we did. So we're trying to sell this. Before Comedy Estonia had really popped, I would say, mm-hmm. we're trying our first national tours. We're trying to, and we're trying to do shows in Valga, trying to do shows in Paide, trying to do shows in all sorts of fucked up places. And one really powerful bit of information that we did is I just kept track of the sales. Like I would just log on to Pilate Levy or whatever, and you know, today here are the sales, and next day here are the sales, mm-hmm. and put it into a graph. And then you get a graph over time of your sales and then you take that graph and you match it up with when you did marketing activities or when something mm-hmm. happened. Okay, uh, uh, here's the graph, but on this day, Ari said something stupid and you know everyone reacted. So that was a media event. You can see a spike. Mm-hmm. And oh, we put the posters out that day and you can see the bump or there was no bump. Hey, that was when the ad went out and there was no bump. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And that knowledge that we did like even three years ago was crucial for us to establishing in new towns, learning mm. that. And now we're good. And actually now I'm doing it for Ari's tour, for our summer tour. I'm tracking Facebook attendings. I'm tracking sales. And I just track the raw numbers. I don't know how to use Excel and do graphs. and sh- uh, None of that shit I don't know how to do, right? Merrily can use Excel. She's trained from EBS. They teach him how to do that there. I don't know what they teach at EBS. Excel. A lot of Excel shit. All I do, my job is to three times a week extract the Facebook attendings and the sales. And then we've got that data that you can then put on a graph mm-hmm. and you can see... Okay, how did it go? And you'll the learn correlation a lot. between those exactly, and mm-hmm. then you learn for the next tour what made an effect. Or look, you know, Valgo, we're just fucking banging our head against the wall. Or they all buy in the last minute. Or what's going on? You try to map other events on, fucking the festival. Some other thing was on the week before, so of course that got the attention. To approach Ari, like say something stupid in Facebook. <laughs> we, need, we need those ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly the conversation, but um, uh, look, as I understand this whole, this whole um, 
well, the marketing that's working right now is the whole interview that he did. Oh, yeah. Better get, better get yeah, Susanna. Yeah, it. You're right. And, as, and look, I, I don't feel like this is anything that you can't all guess, but, you know, it's like, hey, why don't we just imply that there's something going on between Ari and Birgitta mm-hmm. and then that'll be more news articles. And yeah. Like, all the female are worked up. Right. Then it goes nuts. So Birgit Susanna has a new thing with whoever it is the next week and that's her cycle, right? That's, yeah. but look, I don't want to give too much of the smoke and mirrors away, but that was literally a conversation. How about we play this up a little bit because mm-hmm. that'll get more traction on social media and seems like it did. Yeah. And it's all bullshit. Well, I lost my conversation with Ari. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I, I just felt like it's one of those things getting to the countryside and getting your act established in the countryside, it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. You have to really think of the goal, have to really have the vision in your mind about why we're doing all this work and where we're going with this. But on the other hand, for me, it was like, what if we don't do this? If we don't do this, what? Well, will we stay in Thailand and Tato and that's it? Mm. We don't ever get out around the country. We don't ever make a bigger impact. I think we didn't want to do that either. Mm. I did too. Yeah. Do you also like in the future plan to go to others, uh, other countries? No. All right. No. Do you want to be in Estonia your whole life? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, other countries, no, because if you think it's hard to just go to Rockford, <laughs> you try going to a whole other country. So there's certainly, we have the group comedy Latvia, mm. um, but I can definitely attest how much difficult it is for me to guide and help those group of comedians when I'm four hours away yeah. in another country. How hard it is to know even the little cultural differences between Estonia and Latvia, you go like, yeah, yeah, same, same. But uh, what was very interesting to us during pandemic is we've got our bullshit government in Estonia that changes like a merry-go-round mm-hmm. and uh, pretty weak. I don't know, Kaya came in and fixed some shit up. I don't want to comment on the politics, but let's, let's at least say before Kaya, shit was pretty weak. <laughs> And Yuri was like, oh, I don't know, I guess you guys can still go out. Like, I don't, I don't want to say nothing bad and be popular. So, yeah, you guys can stay in the bars, right? And then mum got in charge and <laughs> had to fucking clean it all up for us. Nevertheless, so we've got a government here that's sort of like, yeah, I guess 50%, go out, see how you do. You know, it was pretty, like, we think it was tough. Pretty easy on us. Mm. Compare that to Latvia. Lock down. Lockdown hard. They couldn't go to the supermarket on like a Sunday or some shit. Mm. They were closing stores. Like Spain. Locked down. <laughs> uh, government saying, nah, maybe autumn will open up again. Like the government was sending just the worst, the, not the worst, the heaviest message. Mm. It's going to be long. We're not promising. Lockdown. They didn't get really we got like a little chance in the middle last summer to do some shows they didn't really get Mm. nothing the whole time they were locked down um in their houses or like way basically way way harder and a way way more pessimistic message from the government Mm. than estonia and we were talking with the colleagues in in riga who, who who helped me with comedy latvia and we're like estonia latvia they can't be that different Real, I mean, okay, there's a few more Russians in Latvia. 
you know, shit's a little bit more backward there, but it's not significantly different on a worldwide stage. But we're hearing significantly different words from the government about when this shit's going to end, about how we're going to be, about all of that. And it was very interesting for us week by week to get the check-in from Riga and here, and we're like, yeah, we're partying in Thailand, woo, everything's, and they're like, we are in home, have not seen sun for weeks. <laughs> so even little perspectives like that gave us some, you know, in the middle, we're able to find the truth, um, you know, to not believe one government necessarily over the other. Mm-hmm. You know, in, re- in Latvia, oh, here's a good one. I mean, I know we talk about Corona nonstop, but so in Latvia, the way that they're dealing with the vaccines and shit is that they're heavily leaning into vaccine uh, uh, vaccination, right? Mm-hmm. And that if you want to do things, you need to be vaccinated. All oh, right. So here in Estonia, anyone like right now, no masks, you could have COVID, but you'd be walking around, right? Yeah. There's still technically the 50% rule on venues, but no one's really, only theaters are worrying about that now. We're basically good to go open for business. Latvia's rules are if if you decide as the venue as the organizer that you're going to ask for vaccine passports at the door you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So if you say hey we're going to designate this a vaccine event whatever you want 100% no masks everyone jerking each other off in the yeah. middle of like it's fine the whole yeah, thing's fine. You can organize an orgy. Orgy great we encourage <laughs> it. Visit Latvia orgies are happening. Yeah. But if you say, even one person enters who is not vaccinated, mm-hmm. 50% masks, two plus two, only family members sit together. Heavy, heavy rules if you're going to go that road. Mm-hmm. Where Estonia is just like, fuck it, everyone's open yeah. now, right? We don't care. And what that's, and you might say, like, oh, that's great. Hey, it's not that hard to check a vaccine, you get a little thing on your phone. And as you're walking in, show me your ticket, cool. Please show me your vaccine to, you know, whatever the fucking thing they have on their phone. Mm-hmm. All right, the the comings and goings are not that hard, but what it makes venue managers choose, am I running a vaccine event or not a vaccine event? And obviously most of them are gonna go for a vaccine event, but that's mm-hmm. a choice now that the organizer has to make. Yeah, And I don't want that pressure. I don't want some cunts at the door being like, let me fucking die, yeah, let me in anyway. <laughs> I just kind of like our system, even though we're still at 50% for theaters, I reckon we're going to get that lifted before the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the responsibility will be on the organizer. Yeah, how would you feel about that? It was like, you can only do VAX at the door. You got to show your <laughs> VAX certificate. Yeah, it's extra, it's extra work. If yeah, if yeah, if I if I would be an organizer, I have to like or and the venue, I have to like choose the mm. vaccinate. Now I have to check it, uh, and yeah, I also have to deal with those who are uh, who aren't agreeing with this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's more stress. It, and they will blame the organizer for not doing the non-vaccinated event or vice Could versa. Be. Could versa. be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not the government. So it's tough. I mean, and I'm just trying to highlight that you've got two governments who should essentially be the same, right? Not really that different <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But 
very different strategies that they've taken, which will very much affect mm -hmm. different events. I think there's a few mics happening now, but I'm not sure what they're doing. Cause well, it's midsummer as well. So, okay, there's not that much happening right now. Yeah, I, um, I don't know how it's with the law from Latvia. Like I really don't listen to uh, news anymore or watch. I should, uh, uh, there was a period I watched more, but sometimes in the radio and uh, uh, well, there was a, I don't know if a debate or a discussion, like if a person uh, flies to Estonia, could the only vaccinated person could come or not, uh, like old? But yeah, it's against the uh, like the um, the like the main law, whatever. They can still got to quarantine. They've still got to. Yeah, but what? Yeah, the law doesn't allow. Because um, how is Pohisiatus? Hmm. Uh, I love how everyone's just answered you uh, in their podcast, yeah. not realizing, ah, no, he can't hear me. Write it in the comments <laughs> and I will do nothing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, uh, yeah, it's uh, Estonia can't in, uh, force that that only people with vaccination can come in. Oh, some constitutional yeah, shit they've pulled in. Yeah, exactly, a constitution. Right, so they've said that. So that's why we're not doing that yeah. here. And I mean, I'm thinking like, does that also apply for the venue thing? Because, well, now it's like the business owner decides like if I want to do it this way or the other way. No, only in Latvia. Yeah. Not here. Yeah, not here. There's here. nothing, there's no, yeah. it's just 50% technically, which yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just like it, uh, mm. fantasizing does the constitution, I don't know, uh, dictates that in some way. That's an interesting one. Okay, what if it's not vax, right? What if I just say like only people who were born on a Tuesday can yeah. come to this event? Yeah. I want to choose something that's not gender or sex or some oh. other well-known preference. Only people with sunglasses. Yeah, only people with sunglasses <laughs> who say eh, eh, bananas three times a day can come <laughs> in or something like, can I choose something arbitrary or is what is arbitrary? Cause okay, gender's not arbitrary. Yeah, race is not arbitrary. Yeah. Apparently Vax is not, apparently Vax is on the thing. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. can't just be like, well, I'm making a choice as a private individual. It's kind of gone beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. In my event, only sexy women. <laughs> 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 That's why we don't have so much audience. <laughs> uh, all people are invited to <laughs> Even ugly, ugly men yeah. are invited to the Rutukume yeah. events. It's okay. Yeah, especially to our workshops. <laughs> <laughs> you can find a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been going for an hour 15. Yeah. Okay, we've been going for a little while. It's hot. But no. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, an open mic. Yes. Soon. So we got Philly Joe's. You got a spot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Luckily, nice. I need to be in the first half so I can get catch my bus back to. That's Tartar. fair enough. Did you tell someone already? Yeah, no, I tell in the Facebook comments. Excellent. We'll actually, this is a good one to wrap us up because we're actually looking to move away from the the sign up on Facebook. Oh, because there seems to be some errors. Yeah, that usually we have a Facebook group and we just make a little private event for every event. And then if you want to sign up, you got to put your name on that event. But Facebook seems to be having problems. Mm. We are, we moved our community to Discord from Facebook to Discord. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, good, good. Let's talk. Yeah, this is relevant. A, yeah. Okay. So what you want is a sign up thing, right? You've got events, mm -hmm. and then people need to be go like 
please me. Mm-hmm. So we need a way that people can do that. That also needs to be free text. So I can be like, please me first half. Mm-hmm. It can't just be yes or no, mm-hmm. is my point. I'm trying to get through the requirements that we're working through. Events and some comment. Yes, mm-hmm. please, me, please. Mm-hmm. First half or only if something or whatever. The problem that I find with Discord mm-hmm. is two. Because I've had this whole chat with Johannes who was trying to work this through me with today. Oh. First of all, that... So if you want to sign up on Discord, the problem is that if it's a chat. So if I write me, please, it goes up the screen and you lose it. That a chat platform isn't as good for static data or am I missing something about the way they, they work? Uh, no, but there are, I think, workarounds. Mm-hmm. For one, uh, like, for example, here, like I'm not so uh, Discord expert, just moved there, uh, had some uh, <laughs> instructions given, but uh, things that I'm thinking, like, uh, first, like you'll have, mm, if you're adding members to your Comedy Estonia Discord, you can have a ro- add a role, open micer. Okay. So you could put like at open micers, so everyone with that role can hear like get a notification that. Okay, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I agree. uh, uh, We have a registration for this uh, Philly Joe uh, open mic. Then you can also pin this message. So at the right top corner, there's like the pin. If you click it, you'll see that immediately. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So it will be always there. And then you could uh, probably that in order to answer, you got a you got to reply and also make a rule to this channel that no other talk. Right. That was what got me, that it's too easy to chat. And yeah. then all of a sudden, some comedians say some dumb shit and then that thing yeah. is going up. So here's what you, you, how Discord channel usually, uh, how we've done it in Rutukimme, how I've seen other uh, Discord channels do, that you have dumb shit channels. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, there are like rules uh, that like you don't like. For example, we have the chat channel. Where's the rule? You don't put uh, pictures or memes in those channels. Mm-hmm. Only text only. So we have a meme channel over there. Uh, you can like uh, share other minor uh, podcasts over there. Uh, this is where we only chat. Uh, so you make this rule, and they're like. <sighs> Like how you can like if hmm. they don't here's the problem if the person doesn't read the rules <laughs> uh well they are like probably you like if i t- if I'm thinking about open micers like there aren't that many like it's not thousands of people, hmm. so it'll be a couple of you can like delete their message and like remind them like no uh, uh like keep you'll have the channel and you'll have the description always on top mm. uh there so it will always like uh, say the rules so yeah here's uh, yeah my thoughts all right because we have been discussing do we use a chat more like chat platform like discord or slack mm. uh or do we use another so our do we use a rig- another platform which is more let's say comment oriented mm-hmm. forum oriented than chat oriented. So we've gone for a the more forum comment oriented thing. 
So the new system that I'm designing, mm-hmm. that we're just, it's still our idea, but this is our, what we're trialing right now. Is it just a cal, like I've got a calendar plugin, mm-hmm. shows your calendar. On the day there's an event, there's a thing, you click on it, you click into that, and there's some information, and then basically comments, mm-hmm. like you would expect comments on any web page. And those comments are gonna work like this, like we do right now. Mm-hmm. You write me, you mm-hmm. write, you know, I would like to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. I'm then, uh, so yeah, there is a sign-in issue there. Uh, if you just write your name in your email, the cookie keeps it for a while. So that hopefully is not too bad. Um, or we're going to let them sign if they want. But you, if you just write Lewis, Lewis at Zezarin, the cookie will keep that for next time you sign up for the most part. I'm then going to write a little extra thing. So that's almost it. That's almost all we need. If you think about the yeah. way you sign up with Comedy Estonia. The only thing that would be really great is notification. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is write a plugin, write a little hack so that if you're an admin, there's a button that says email everyone on this thread. Mm. So Hella can come along two days before and say, Daniel, Rauno, Martin, everybody's on the list. And when they click that, everyone who's commented will get that email. Mm -hmm. will get a version of that in their email. Because, and if you haven't put your email address in, well, then you don't get a notification. Tough luck. Mm-hmm. So it put your email, leave it in the cookie, and it'll do that. And then you get a notification. Hey, check this. Yeah, I understand. But I'm going to challenge that. Right, please do. Please do. <laughs> so I, and I don't know if it's the right uh, way. Just a discussion. So uh, I uh, will tell you this, that m- maybe you've used you've gotten used to the facebook system mm. so that's how you're trying to implement the same system to other platforms absolutely we're trying to do that yeah yes. but maybe should think up another system that works very well with that uh, other platform it's i'm open to your general thought <laughs> that you're like okay we're just basically copying the facebook thing mm. and maybe there's a better way to solve this problem i hear you all right Number one, I don't think chat-based solutions are a better solution. I'm not saying that. That's fine. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. So the other option with chat-based Discord, I don't, I don't think they're a better solution. However, is there in somewhere else a better solution? Yes, mm. I'm sure of it. What I'm trying to do, first of all, because I think the greatest move is getting everyone off Facebook into our new app. Mm-hmm. And so my idea is to make our new app as straightforward as possible. Because also... And this is a lesson, I think, when it, about, this is a lesson about how to work with groups of people. If you're in a company and the company says, here's our new way to do this. Oh, okay, I'm in the company. This is the tool we use now. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. We're not a company. We've got a, like, I have to have people from Ari and Mikhail through to you, through mm-hmm. to some random person who just wants to, to sign up. Hey, I want to come to Comedy Estonia Open Mic and do a show. Cool, sign up to Slack. <laughs> Nah. Do you have Discord? Make one. Yeah, op- install the Discord app, do that, learn Discord, learn how channels work, learn rules. Yeah, so my, I'm trying to replicate the Facebook as closely as possible and then over time, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it to be different. But maybe to mm-hmm. uh, uh, inter- integrate it with your web page, your homepage. 
Have you thought about that? What's the advantage of that? So uh, I've seen like many, my art communities are moving uh, rather than like, it used to be like you're in a Facebook art community, mm-hmm. you'll post your drawing of the curriculum or whatever you're doing, people can give feedback and there's like the mo- uh, uh, mod- uh, moderators and so on, but sure. they're now moving uh, away from Facebook to uh, web pages. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the same kind of system, but way better organizations like for example in a drawing like this is our anatomy for anatomy feedback so you'll post there your anatomy studies or this is uh, my promotional uh, pictures or whatever so you'll have this all categorization so for example you could like make a, a Tallinn open mics and Tartu open mics you'll have like more versatile and people like can, you can post you can also comment on that post and you'll have more control or easier control. Sure, so we need a groupware solution that's not Facebook. Yeah. I'm with you, and that stuff could be interesting. I think the thing that I'm thinking about right now is like on the ground, what's the most practical thing that I can do to make sure that these people continue on and they can carry on without... Mm -hmm. And I do see the argument that if you make one big change, you educate everyone, that can sometimes be easier than... uh, then you know sm- you know just change it all in one go and they'll fucking get used to it in a month and yeah. it's fine I'll make it in tiktok <laughs> oh yeah that's what it needs to be tiktok how can we <laughs> jesus now the chinese are going to know about everything all, right. all of a sudden sign up to fill it all of a sudden pinchon's fucking getting a spot on every mic um, <laughs> uh, my solution is extremely basic and does not cover all of our use cases. Mm-hmm. It is designed to solve one thing and one thing only, signing up for open mics. Mm-hmm. It's not a robust community with channels and areas and stuff like that. And so the point was made to me, well, you know, people still gonna chat in Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I understand, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a chat platform. Yeah. I just want a place where they can sign up. Now, could this evolve into some sort of intranet of comedians where there is information and videos and channels and all sorts of stuff could be could be could be which is why my requirement that this solution should run on wordpress because if it's based off a wordpress site then there's more possibilities put more plugins Mm -hmm. write some extra shit uh and add more things over time so i'm trying to use as much default wordpress functionality as possible and just bit by bit Mm-hmm. introduce this that's yeah. the the theory there yeah and your web page also works on uh, wordpress it does but our web page is going to be separate it's mm-hmm. not going to be integrated into the website because it doesn't need to be actually it's better all this like signups and new plugins i want that well away from our main <laughs> website i don't want that fucking with the web shop i don't want that fucking with our main website mm-hmm. i want a whole other instance because it doesn't need to be connected I mean, maybe have a link, sure, or something, but I don't need them physically in the same WordPress instance because mm-hmm. um, I need to fuck around with that and then maybe I need to blow away. I don't want someone signing up and then they get some privilege escalation issue and then all of a sudden they can log in and edit everything. I'm going to yeah. keep them physically separate. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. 
So we're working on that right now. All right. I'm interested to there. see what's uh, what's going to happen, how it's going to work out. Probably a lot of bugs and errors. <laughs> Absolutely, because I'm rolling a lot of this, trying to use plugins, and i got to roll something myself. i got to program something myself. Because oh. I like to program oh. things. I like to, it's like, because when you program, there's an end, it works. Mm. I like the, the being definite. So we're on this little journey right now. We know we need to get away from Facebook. Or Macon. Sign up app on the on the phone. Yeah. Oh well, it already works on mobile. If you ah. take an easy WordPress theme, it already works on mobile really well. Mm. So you don't have to worry about that. Nice. <laughs> Got it in the bag. Got it covered. <laughs> I'll license it out to Rutukuma when I've right, developed yeah. it. When you need <laughs> signups, <laughs> open mic signups. <laughs> All right, we geeked out at the end, big time there but we figure if you're listening this is what you're in for if you really want to know about growing people and you're into it and there's the 10 people like the 10 people who are really into this are really fucking into this so uh that's why we kind of go deep on these episodes yeah yeah i yeah if you look i don't know if you are uh for your shows you talked about like really in the uh, you take the uh, ticket sales and marketing do you do this for the podcast? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no we don't have... I don't know what individually we do with such uh, analytics about where people are listening need and what's to, up. Need to get this podcast more popular. Ari, say something stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So should we, should we wrap it up there? So yes. you're gonna, so you got a spot on Philly Joe's. Yeah. It's nine. It's uh, nineteen. It's at seven o'clock. Yeah. So I got a little bit of time. It's my third open mic this summer. Good. And I've seen Rano come. Yeah. Uh, Rano, yeah. We're not doing not Rano Kusik, but Rano Meranen. Meranen. Yeah. We yeah doing our drawing. Hey, not drawing. Uh, comedy party thing. Right. So okay. we tell our jokes and give feedback. And yeah. Uh, I've made it this. Uh, I love doing stand-up now uh, because I see I'm growing more than I'm growing in improv mm. because probably I've done less stand-up. But mm. yeah, I made I think I made a huge breakthrough. Uh, my breakthrough is that stand-up is theater. Ooh, that's cool. Cool. Okay. Cause is I, theater? Yeah. Explain that more. So it's a performance. You're not, let's say, I'm talking. You are performing. If I'm... Yeah, the last open mic I watched, I, wa- I watched specifically for that thing, is that uh, what is the energy level of the performer and how he does the bits? Mm. And I, if I compare the, uh, like the comedy uh, Estonia guys who've done longer, like their energy is higher. They do more emotional, like moving more, when I see a new guy, uh, newer guy is like more uh, quieter. Sure. Uh, yeah. Is less animated. Yeah. Sure, less. Yeah. An, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, I yeah didn't look at it this way, but now yeah, I'm. This is the thing I'm working on with my open mics now is to get, get more energy into it. Uh, be, being more theatrical and more a uh, performer. Yeah. I think that's it. And it doesn't mean that you need to uh, just be high energy and Mr. Hey, go, guys. It Energy doesn't mean that you need to just be at 100% and just yeah. blasting like some American talk show host. That's true. But there's 
you can work on physicality more in your act, acting out a little bit to help to sell that. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, maybe the positivity, maybe the emotions that you show, maybe that. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I look at Ari, he's like maxed out on yeah. emotions. And he's really worked on that. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely focused, said, I'm going to work on my physicality. And yeah, that's what he's, he's done. Good, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you see how that adds to the act, yeah. how much that, that personality, rather than just standing there and yeah. like even Sander like has put a motion in. He's got act, you know, he's got little bits, but yeah. even with Sander, because at first Sander just stood there with a microphone held somewhere below his chest yeah. and did his lines. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's so, he's so good that it, it worked. But I was like, hey, Sander, occasionally just, just step to the right, occasionally. And then, and then come back and then step to the left. Just add yeah. small movement to your act. Because yeah. there was this whole theater show going on where Sander would stand there. And it was so good that it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but just, just try a little bit of this, just try a bit. And then, so some, I guess it does come more naturally to some comedians yeah. and others. Yeah, when I, like when I perform with improv, like it's like second nature that I, that I just not walking there, hey, let's do a show. I'm like, mm. hey everybody, uh, show time, let's <laughs> do it. But when I did stand up, I didn't do that. I'm like, I'm like, hey, yep, yep, it's a joke, <laughs> all right. But now yeah, I'm trying, uh, you're working on that part. Okay, so add more energy, more physicality, more than just the words. Yeah, I did the. J I wrote the jokes. Now it's time to learn how to perform them. Now it's time how to sell them. Sell them, yeah. Got to sell, sell, sell. Yeah, sell. that. Uh, I think that's also a big part. Why, I don't. Maybe you are different, but uh, when somebody asks, "Hey, do stand up? Tell us joke." Yeah. Like, I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't want to do that because I, when I tell that joke on a stage, it's like a performance. It, it feels super weird to do a performance to a guy who's asking in a conversation about jokes. Like, what am I supposed to do? Have a one-line already yeah. to say to you? That's like, that's the functional equivalent of me rolling up to a group of Estonians and going, hi, I'm, I'm Lewis. I, uh, and they're like, say something in Estonian. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You just want me to say a line so you can go dance monkey. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can always ask what he's, he's doing for a living and maybe he's an electrician and can you fix my electrical wires? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Just, just just fix a little, hey, my watch or something. Yeah. Yeah. I got these two wires here. Can you just stick them together? Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. all right, let's do it. We're gonna end it, we're gonna go see the show. Martin, thank you for another episode. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks everyone, ciao.